Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Well, good morning, Legacy Church family. It's so good to see you this morning. I know I can't physically see your face, but we are joined together, even though that you're at home and I'm here at the church. Uh, Just so glad that you decided to join with us this morning. Uh, I pray that you have had an opportunity to check out the video that I posted this past week about our upcoming dates as far as when we're going to come back to the church and some guidelines that that we're putting in place for your safety. Uh, But if you haven't, go ahead and check that out. That's on our Facebook page. But man, we can't wait to come together with you guys and worship with you all together in this building again. We can't wait to to see your face and just to see your family. So we're so excited. I know that today or this weekend is Memorial Day. And, you know, I'm just uh, so thankful for those that have sacrificed their lives for us and the freedom that you and I are able to have here today. Uh, so thankful for those that, that gave their life for, um, for us uh, so that we can be able to enjoy what we enjoy here today. So please remember those that have sacrificed their lives. Please remember those family members that have lost someone uh, you know, in our armed forces. Just be praying for them this weekend that God would just bless them, that God would just take care of them as we um, you know, think about this weekend and those that sacrificed their lives. But this morning, we are uh, finishing up our current series that we've been on over the last several weeks called Fixer Upper, and we're going to be looking at the book of John this morning, um, a very familiar passage of scripture that I know that you probably read many, many times, um, and we're going to be looking at that this morning. That's in John chapter 5, so if you want to go ahead and get your Bibles and start turning in that direction, we're going to be looking at the uh, the first nine verses of that, that chapter there. Um, so, but over the last several weeks, uh, we've been looking into the lives of different people that Jesus met along his journey. And it made me think, you know, think about all the people that you have met in your life on this journey that you have been walking on, you know, for many, many years. Think about all those people that you that you have met. I know that there's no doubt that you have met some very interesting people in your life. Many different people. You, you've met them at different times in their life. You've met, you know, they told you about different scenarios or different problems in their life. And so we have all met those people that we, that uh, along this journey of life that, that, that have been different. And so, but it made me think about the people that Jesus met. You know, Jesus, for three and a half years, you know, he did ministry on this earth and he met so many different people and I know that Jesus encountered people that really um, that that kind of turned away and and walked away from him but he but he met other people who their lives were changed because of an encounter that that he had with them he met a lot of different people from different towns uh, different scenarios they all had different problems But what I was reminded about all these different situations, they all had the same outcome, especially those who changed their lives. And the outcome was this, is that their life was changed forever. Is that Jesus stepped into that situation. Jesus stepped into that that moment 
in their life where they needed him the most and their life was completely changed because the love of Jesus Christ. You see, God is all about changing people. As a matter of fact, God is in the business of taking broken people, uh, bruised people, people that their life has, maybe they feel run down inside and he, he, he's in the business of taking those people. If you look at just different stories throughout the Bible that, that these people that Jesus met, man, they had problems. They had situations in their life. But when they met Jesus, Jesus changed all of those things and they went on to become something incredible for the kingdom of God. So it doesn't matter what has happened in your life. It doesn't matter what scenarios or what things has happened in your life. Can I tell you, God is in the business of changing lives. God is in the business of changing your life. He's in the business of changing my life and turning it into something incredible that He can use. You know, I think of sometimes where in our life, especially when we're going through difficult times and we're having difficult situations in our life, that we want God to step into that, that moment and we want Him to change that situation, which we think will eventually lead change, will, will have change on us. But I remember a pastor saying this this one time, and it just really stuck into my mind. And I, and I will never forget when he said that. He said this, God is more concerned about changing our spiritual condition than he is about changing your physical condition. Now, I'm not saying that, he doesn't, that he's not going to change your physical condition. But what God is more concerned about is your spiritual condition. Why? Because when you can get your spiritual condition right your physical condition will follow. When we get our physical or our spiritual condition right first, then the physical condition would follow. You see, when we allow God to change us spiritually, it begins to have an effect on us physically. So I want to read to you this story in John chapter 5, starting with verse 1 all the way down to verse 9. And I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version this morning. So if you have your Bibles, just go ahead and grab those and follow along with me as I read. It says this, it says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after, after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease that they had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he would, had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, I want you to remember this, this question, underline it, highlight it, write it down somewhere. This is what Jesus said to the man. He says this, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? You see, the sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and he walked. 
I want to pray for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this moment. Lord, I pray that you would just speak to us in these next few moments as we look at this scripture and what you have to say for us today. God, we ask you to bless those today. Bless them at home. Bless their families. Bless their lives. Bless every situation that they have in their, in their home. And God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, this story opens up with Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. And he goes there and he visits this famous pool called Bethesda. And it is said that this, this pool, this area has five porches that are, that are usually filled with sick people. And, and, and just different people. Different situations, different scenarios, different problems. You know, there, there are all these people that are lying all around these five porches that have all different types of problems. The Bible says that, that there's some sick. The Bible says that there's some blind, others that, that are lame. The Bible says that some are paralyzed. So there, there, there's all these different people who have been affected by some physical issue in their life. The story tells us that, that at a certain time that the angel would come down and, and he would stir the waters and that whoever could get to the water first after it was being stirred, then that disease or that infirmity would be taken from them in that moment and they would be made well. You see, I want to remind you something this morning that maybe you have forgotten or maybe that I have forgotten. Is that, that, that no matter where you are, that no matter what you have in your life, no matter what someone that you love is dealing with in your life, can I tell you this morning, God is the remedy. God is the remedy for your problem. God is the solution to your problem. He is all that you need. He is the answer that you're looking for. If you're, if you're joining us this morning and you're looking for something in your life, can I tell you, Jesus is the answer. God is the remedy to your problem. No matter what you're facing in your life. All of these people had different problems. They had all different situations in their life. Just like all of us do. We all have different problems. We all face difficult struggles in our life. But I want to tell you and remind you this morning that God is our remedy. That God is in control of our life. You see, sometimes our issues aren't just physical issues. They can be spiritual issues or an emotional issue. That no matter what the issue is in your life, God is the answer. Here you have all these people who have all these different issues who have come to this pool Every single day hoping that they can get into the water before anybody else does just so that their lives can be changed. Think about that for a moment. All these people are sitting around, lying around, waiting for the angel to show up that day to stir the waters, hoping that they would be the first one into the pool so that their lives would be changed. You see that we're looking for a solution, that we're looking for a remedy to their problem. And they were looking towards the water that day, as they, all have, as they have done as in years past. You see, maybe some of you or maybe some of them have lost hope in their life or hope in their situation on getting well. Or maybe they've lost their focus on life because of where they are. Can I tell you, sometimes those problems that we face, physical, spiritual, emotional issues in our life will cause us to lose our focus. 
let's be real this morning. We're all real. We're all flesh and blood. We all hurt. We all have needs. And sometimes those problems will cause us to lose our focus on who God is and who our answer is in our life. So this morning, I want to share with you three things that I feel like God spoke to me specifically about this passage of Scripture. Number one is this, as I just said it, don't lose your focus. Don't lose your focus. If you look at verses 2 through 4, this is what it says. It says, Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease that they had. You got all these different people who have all these different problems. And Jesus shows up on the scene that day. And can I tell you what I've noticed about this scripture is this. Is that they didn't even notice that he was there. Now... They may not even have known who Jesus was. They may have never heard of Jesus. But he was standing there among the midst of all of these sick people. And they didn't even know he was standing there. Their focus, as it had been in the past, was not on Jesus, but it was on the stirring of the water. You see, their focus wasn't on looking towards Jesus, which had their answer but it was looking towards the water which they are used to and coming to every single day. They didn't even know Jesus was standing in the midst of them. He's, he's there. He showed up and all they're focused on was the water. And it reminded me that sometimes that you can have an issue so long in your life and when you don't see change happen, you begin to lose your focus. And you begin to look elsewhere for your answer. I know I've been there. I've had needs in my life that, that, that I've had for, you know, that I had for many years. And, you know, and, and, and I begin to lose my focus. And I begin to look elsewhere for my answer instead of trying to cry out to God like I'm supposed to be doing. I'm looking elsewhere for my answer and I lost my focus. Jesus was standing in the midst of them. And they didn't even know he was there. You see, Genesis chapter 28 reminded me of this, of a story of Jacob in verse 16. And it says this, it says, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. I didn't even know he was here. So many times I, I thought I thought about that, that, that passage of scripture and, it, and I reflect back to Paul in his life and, and how many times that Paul found himself in a time where his life was interrupted by some type of problem or some type of issue. You see, over the last months, our lives have been interrupted by something. And I don't know if where, where you are today, maybe you've lost your focus. Maybe you're looking for something else or looking elsewhere. I want, to, I want you to refocus this morning. I want you to turn your eyes back to the one who can take care of your problems, who is the remedy to your solution. And his name is Jesus. But Paul found himself in so many different situations and so many different times. And when I was reminded of Paul, when he found himself in those problems, that he never lost his focus. 
I read this past week in Acts chapter 27 where, where Paul was on the ship and, and the ship was being battered and broken in half and, and was being destroyed and, 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 and the crew began to throw the cargo off the ship just so that they would be able to survive. And Paul stands up, a prisoner who's going to stand before Caesar. He's a prisoner and he stands up among everybody and he says, guys, everything will be okay. God's going to take care of us. And he did. Don't lose your focus. Don't look elsewhere for your answer. But look towards God because God has everything that you need. You see, Paul was praying one day for God to remove this thorn from his flesh. And Jesus says these famous words to him. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. You see, God, what I thought about when I read that scripture, God was reminding Paul to keep his focus on him, not the problem. Paul had a problem. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. He prayed three different times urgently for God to remove it. But God's response to Paul was, my grace is sufficient for you. It's my power that has shown up when you're at your weakest point. So don't lose your focus on what God is trying to do in your life in this season that you are in right now. Because God was reminding Paul, Paul, look to me. Don't look to the problem. Don't lose your focus. Don't, don't look elsewhere for your answer, but keep your eyes fixed upon me. So don't lose your focus this morning. Number two is this. Don't allow your excuses to become bigger than your problem. Don't allow your excuses to become bigger than your problem. Look at what it says in verses 5 through 7. It says, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool and when the water is stirred. But while I am going to the pool... Someone steps before me and I can't get into the water. What made Jesus choose that man specifically? Out of all the people that were there that day, what made Jesus choose this man specifically? Maybe it was because that he, that he has dealt with this issue longer than anyone else has. Or maybe it was because Jesus had seen him coming to this site for the last 38 years, just to, get ba just to get well. And what I thought about in that moment, that he was hoping that he could go get in that water again in that moment. And what I thought about was this, is that Jesus saw this man's persistence going every single day just to get well. And, and I thought about that for a moment, and I was reminded of, do you remember the parable of the persistent widow? Where Jesus is looking at his disciples and he's telling them, telling them this story. And he says this in that story. He says, guys, he's showing them always pray and never give up. Always pray and never give up. Until you get your answer, don't give up. Keep praying. Keep pursuing God. Keep being persistent in your relationship with God. Because when you do, you begin to see change in your life. God will meet you exactly right where you need Him the most when you're persistent in your life and persistent about pursuing a relationship with God. 
Or another thing that I thought about, maybe it was just the right time for him to receive his miracle. He was at the right place at the right time. You see, what if that man that morning when he woke up, he's been doing the same thing for the last 38 years. What if he decided that morning that he would not go to the pool as he always does, as he has done in the last, you know, so many years? What if he decided that morning that he would not go to the pool that day? Can I tell you what the outcome would have been? He would have missed his miracle. He would have missed his miracle in his moment with Jesus. You see, so many times we decide and we make excuses on certain things in our life and we miss out on what God's trying to do in our life. If he would have decided to stay home that day, he would have missed his miracle. Can I tell you this morning, don't miss your miracle because of an excuse. Don't miss your miracle because you lose focus on God. But be persistent. Keep praying. Keep seeking. Keep asking. Keep knocking. As the Bible says to do so. Because the door will be open to you at, at the right time when God is ready to provide you with that miracle. So we miss out on things in our life because of the excuses that we make in our life. You see, Jesus looks at this man knowing exactly what he needs. And this is, this is the, to me, it's just the funny part of the story because Jesus knows exactly what this man needs in his life. He's looking at him. But he asks this question, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Why did Jesus ask this question? Here's what I believe in and just as what I feel like God spoke to me, I believe the reason why Jesus asked this question was to see if this man really wanted his life to be changed. Did he really want his life to be changed? Because I want to tell you this morning, there are people in our world who would rather live the life of a victim and keep making excuses and blaming others for their problems instead of living a life of victory. You see, there are people that just keep making excuses for why things are not happening and, and they keep living a life of a victim. And what God has called us to do is to live a life of victory. Why? Because victory is found in Jesus. He asked him that day a serious question. Do you want to be made well? Why? Because he wanted to know if he wanted to be made well. He wanted to know if his life wanted, really wanted to be changed. Look at verse 7. It says, The sick man answered. He said, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But while I'm going to the pool, another steps down before me. After Jesus asked this man the million-dollar question, Do you want to get well? Look at his response. What was his response? He made excuses. In that moment, he made excuses. Well, sir, I don't have anybody to put me into the pool. Sir, um, sir, every time I, I, I make my way towards the pool, somebody is stepping before me. He made excuses in that moment where Jesus asked him the million dollar question. Do you want to get well? Excuses, excuses, excuses. You remember the song years ago? Excuses, excuses, you hear them every day, right? And it goes on to say the devil will supply them if the church will stay away. 
He's going to keep bringing up those things in your life. He's going to keep wanting you to make excuses. Why? Because He's wanting you to stay away from what God has for you in, in your life. So don't make excuses anymore. Just rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. And don't allow your excuses to be bigger than your problem. You see, in that moment when the question was asked to this man, you would think that his response would have been a loud yes. Yes, Lord, I want to be made well. Yes, Lord, I want my life to be changed. But instead, what did he do? He made excuses because he didn't have anybody there to help him. You see, maybe he was hoping that Jesus would be the one to pick him up and put him in the water that day. But can I tell you, Jesus had a different plan. Jesus had a different plan than what this man had in his mind. You see, when we allow our excuses to become greater in our lives, what happens is that we, we begin to limit God on what he wants to do in our life. When we begin to make excuses, we limit God. I want to tell you this morning, don't limit God just because he hasn't answered your prayer yet. Don't lose your focus just because God hasn't answered your prayer yet. Don't begin to make excuses of why God hasn't answered your prayer yet. Because here's what I've learned. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That just because He didn't do it here doesn't mean that He won't do it there. But you got to keep your focus upon Jesus and we can't stop, we can't live our life full of excuses for Jesus. And the last thing is this. Jesus may ask you to do something that you can't. What I've learned in my life, that there's moments where Jesus wants me to step forward in faith. He's gonna, he asked me to do something that I know on the inside of me I cannot do. But He still asked me to do it. Look at verses 8 and 9. This is what Jesus said to the paralyzed man in this moment. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your mat or take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. What will our response be when Jesus asks us to do something that we know that we can't do? Think about that for a moment. Jesus looks at this paralyzed man in the condition that he is, that he is in and he specifically asked him to do something that he couldn't do. Jesus knew that he couldn't stand because he was paralyzed. But yet he still asked him to stand. He said, rise, take up your bed, and walk. You see, Jesus challenges this man to believe for the impossible. Jesus was saying to that man that, that I'm your source. Don't look towards the water. I know that for so many years, you've looked this way for your answer. Listen, get your focus upon me. I'm your source. I'm the one that's going to heal you. I just need you to step out in faith. I just need you to do something that I'm asking you to do. I'm going to take care of your need. See, something to me, when I look at that, something happened in that man that his reaction changed to where... He no longer was making excuses because in that moment he could have easily said, Jesus, I can't stand. Do you Look at me. I'm paralyzed. I don't have the ability to stand. But he didn't say that. The Bible just says that he began to stand up. He began to stand up in that moment. He went from making excuses to being obedient. He did what Jesus asked him to do. And what happened in that moment was that he was made well. 
his body was completely changed. You see, I believe that as he began to stand up, think about that this morning, this paralyzed man who has been sitting by this pool for 38 years hoping to get into the water, in that moment he begins to stand up, doing something that he has never done in his life. And as he began to stand in that moment, I do believe that Jesus healed him instantly. The paralyzed man, in a split second, for 38 years suffered. But when he stood up for God, when, he, when God asked him to do something that he knew he couldn't do, Jesus changed his life. You see, God is in the business of saving people and changing lives. It doesn't matter what infirmities that you have. It doesn't matter what problems you have or issues that you have in your life. I want to tell you this morning, God knows what you need and He is your source. He is your source that you are looking for in your life. No matter what issues you deal with, He is your answer. But I want to challenge you this morning is this. Don't put limits on God. Don't limit God. Matthew chapter 19 verses 26 says this. He says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. No matter where you are, no matter what you're feeling in your life today, if you look at it through your own eyes, what you see is impossible. But when you, when you listen to what God is telling you and you move forward, impossible becomes possible. I want to pray for you this morning. Right there in your own living room, whatever situation that you have in your life, I want, I want to pray for you this morning. So right now, just if you would, just bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want to start praying for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for every person that is watching this morning, God, this word that has been spoken over their lives. God, I pray that you would minister to them whatever issue that they have in their life. God, I pray that you would speak to them, God, and you would begin to move. And God, you would begin to do what only you can do in that situation, in that life. God, I, I give you praise and glory this morning. Touch their life, physical, mental, emotional, what it, spiritual, whatever it may be, God, I pray that you administer to them right now in that moment as they sit there on their couch or as they watch in their kitchen, God, minister to them in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. We can't wait to worship with you. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.